What's up, Des Moines? This is the Fit Des Moines Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Doc Brian Ladd. On this podcast, we're going to talk about all things related to health and wellness in Des Moines. We'll interview clinicians and coaches from around the metro to get to know them and learn how we can continue to lead long, active, and healthy lifestyles. Let's get started. The Fit Moines Podcast is sponsored by Kaizen Health and Wellness. At Kaizen, we help active people in the Des Moines area get out of pain, become injury-free, and back to the sports and activities they love. We do this by working on four different areas. That is, movement, nutrition, sleep, and stress management. When we optimize these four areas, you not only feel better, but you move better, and you can continue to live your best life. Head to kaizenhealthandwellness.com to learn how we can help you get back to doing the things you love. What's up, Des Moines? Doc Lad here with the Fit Moines Podcast. Today I have Annie and Brian with OCB Natural Hawkeye. What's up, guys? Hey, Brian. Well, How are you? I'm doing good. Thank you guys so much for taking time out of your day to be here. Really appreciate it. Thank you for the opportunity. We're pretty excited about the event and to have you as a part of it and to talk to Des Moines about it. Yeah, yeah. Super excited. So why don't you guys get started by just telling everyone about yourselves and uh, what you guys do and tell us about the show. Brian, you want to start? Yep, absolutely. My name is uh, Brian Berkland. I'm a natural pro bodybuilder. I've been competing and uh, uh, coaching for about 15 years now. I uh, live up in St. Paul, Minnesota. Um, promoters for Natural Viking, uh, the Natural Hawkeye now, um, uh, the Midwest Natural Showdown in Sioux Falls, and uh, OCB Natural Spartan out in uh, Fargo. Uh, we've been promoting now for four years, and this will be our first event down in Des Moines. Uh, we're pretty excited to, to bring our high-energy events and, uh, down to Des Moines area. Awesome. I, I am Annie Jacobs, Annie Beth Jacobs, and I have been competing for about four or five years now. Um, met um, Brian a few years ago and his lovely fiance, Rebecca, was actually my posing coach. Um, learned a lot from her and um, always was impressed by Brian's events and was fortunate to get the opportunity to work with them on the OCB Natural Hawkeye. And I am a Des Moines area resident for several several years and I love our area and we're excited to bring the Hawkeye to Iowa. Awesome. Thanks guys. Uh, tell us more about, tell us about the Natural Hawkeye and how it got started and what, like, what's the big goal for you guys with it? So our goal for the Hawkeyes, just like our goal for a lot of the other events, I think the, the reason why we started promoting is, um, I think in many instances, in many things we do with things we do in life that we enjoy, we get involved in something. You just kind of always say, it. Uh, if I was in charge, I would do this. If I was a promoter, I would do this. If I was the owner, I would do this. Um, yeah. so that's pretty much exactly what we did. Um, kind of did everything that we wanted to see and uh, everything in events that um, we'd want to see in an event that uh, we'd want to compete in ourselves from judging, drug testing, awards, venues, um, something we really try to strive for is to be just uh, great in every aspect we, we, we can uh, have a, uh, our hand in. Um, again, from the, from the judging, drug testing, um, those are major, major things for us. Um, right from the beginning, we really wanted to have uh, strong judging panels. Within the OCB, there's, there's a lot of qualifications to, to become a judge. Um, you have to first test judge and and go through some certification processes and get get certified by one of the board members in the OCB um, after providing credentials and, and doing your testing as well. So we you have to be certified to test to judge within the OCB. And also another thing that we we do in our events, um, the events we promote, uh, we don't allow our, our any of our judges to have 
um, clients and shows. I mean, it, it's you'd kind of expect that that should be um, standard, but it, but it's not standard across the sport. I mean, that's kind of a big reason why we began promoting events. Um, I'm a coach. I, I coach many competitors for many years now, um, and it, it gets a little frustrating when you leave events and maybe your your clients don't place as well. Maybe they place high, but when you leave and you find out that you know, or some of the competitors, their their judge, their coaches were also on the judging panel. You know, you just. Yeah. You know, Tom Brady wouldn't have his quarterback coach out on the out in the the, the the black and white stripes on Sundays. You know, we just wouldn't happen. <laughs> um, so, a big thing for us there is eliminating, uh, working to eliminate any opportunity for controversy to happen from the judges panel. We like to, um, you know, if there's personal bias there, we want to eliminate that and make sure we know ahead of time so we can avoid um, those types of things. Uh, so, there's a, a few big uh, items for us um, for the Hawkeye and for the events that we promote. Um, the venue we have down there is pretty awesome. Um, it's got a, the, the screens and everything in there is pretty cool. I yeah. think if you watch, watch bodybuilding the last couple of years, we've, we've seen a lot of, a lot of bodybuilding shows and some, some subpar venues, a lot due to the COVID-19 restrictions. Uh, so we're yeah. super excited to get in a really big open venue and a lot of space for a lot of people in there. Uh, backstage is massive for the competitors, which from a competitor standpoint, having a small backstage is, is not a lot of fun when you're crammed in there, packed in there not a lot of room to move around and pump up and not a lot of room to have your coaches in there. Um, so that's very nice. We have that down there, big, large area out front for lots of vendor booths, lots of space. Um, so we can make it more of an event. Um, that's another thing we want to do too, is make it seem more of a, not just the boring bodybuilding show. Like a lot of people will go to, and you know, a lot of uh, people's friends, family, coworkers are in the stands and don't really know what's happening. They're a little confused. Um, you know, I think a lot of people understand what bodybuilding is, but then you see all the different categories and the different divisions and, you know, and there's not a lot of explanation on, um, at the events more often than not. Yeah. Um, so that's a big goal of ours is to have our head judge, um, you know, address the crowd, address the audience. And, and while we have our live stream, address the people watching at home, um, talking about the different categories, the different divisions, the criteria, and what exactly the judges are looking for. So you can kind of have some understanding of what's really going on instead of tuning into a sport where you kind of don't really know nothing about so it's kind of nice to have a little bit of uh, insight on what's actually happening on stage, what the judges are looking for. Sure. Yeah. And hey, you want to go ahead? Sorry. I, I can just it? keep on rambling forever, man. <laughs> Let me go. I'm going to just keep going. <laughs> well, it's funny. <laughs> I was talking to my wife before this and I was like, this, this podcast will be easy because Annie can talk and I know I can talk. So we should be good. <laughs> now we got three of us here, so we can go for hours. Sure. Right? <laughs> I would say my goal, uh, my biggest goal with the Hawkeye is I echo everything Brian said, obviously, because we're on the same page. And um, I want to show Des Moines, Iowa, you know, um, a great bodybuilding show. Um, another big goal of mine was to bring in great sponsors like yourself. We're really excited to have you on there and some other great sponsors, too, and yeah. be able to get some recognition for some local Des Moines businesses too. get their names out there. Too. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. So. For people that may be listening that don't know much about bodybuilding, like myself, <laughs> can you tell, can you kind of, you, you talked about the categories and divisions and whatnot. Can you just explain that a little bit? Like what's a bodybuilding show or the competition look like? Um, I don't Maybe you want to explain like from a competitor standpoint, what's it take to get ready, get show ready um, and compete? What's that look like? Oh, that's, that's kind of two, two, that's, that's two big <laughs> yeah, questions. They are. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of get into the second one first because I'll just sum that one up real easy. Yeah, it's a lot of work, man. I mean, I've been coaching yeah. for a long time, um, super detail-oriented. And, you know, a lot of variables come into play, you know. Sure. So it's uh, um, 
Man, that would that would be a whole other podcast, actually. Yeah, I'm <laughs> sure you can I mean, go. I, yeah, on. I'm very detail oriented. I, I love to. I love coaching people to the stage. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's obviously a lot of work. Um, yeah, dieting, training, um, trying to be meticulous about things. Uh, I think the big goal in dieting for bodybuilding shows is is, is fat loss, obviously, muscle retention. Sure. Um, you want to, you want obviously, and don't matter what category you're in. Us natural competitors, we fight for every gram of muscle we can have. So, yeah. muscle retention is a big goal along the way while you're trying to diet off. Uh, body fat um, so that's it's kind of uh it's it's uh, um here's a, a good analogy of it it's like the tortoise and the hare you know if you're if you start your diet prep uh sprinting out the blocks you're probably gonna you know mile 18 is gonna be tough for you mile 20 is gonna be very tough. <laughs> but if, if you pace yourself you know you're gonna have a nice smooth smooth ride and likely pass that person up who's sprinting because they're exhausted two-thirds of the way through sure. um so as far as like categories in bodybuilding um, obviously, I think we'd all, many people know what bodybuilding is. You're going to think about Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, a lot of the big monsters. Um, our side of the sport, drug tested sports, uh, there's, we, you know, there's not many monsters. There's not many, not many freaks like that. Well, that was gonna be, guys I was going to say, that was going to be my other question, too, is how is natural, like when you say natural, what exactly does that mean? And how does that compare to like bodybuilding, like you said, like everyone pictures? So for our, our side of the sport, um, at least in the organization we promote with, um, there's a, a seven year ban on most anabolics. Um, so, you know, there's people that do take stuff at a young age as a coach myself, I've, I've, I've come across dozens and dozens and dozens of people over the years. Sure. Um, generally didn't really know what they were doing. You know, they're young, a lot of young men, um, would get on stuff at early age and, you know, run a small cycle for a short time when they're 19 or 20. Um, and now they're 45 years old. I mean, you, you, you don't have any um, lasting effects from that, or you see a lot of women, um, tendency to be that their coach gave them some drugs, gave them some Anavar or something that banned them for seven years. So that happens a lot. Um, but the big difference, yeah, we have a seven-year ban. Um, the, the way we get around that ban is we have a polygraph. Every, every competitor competes at OCB needs to pass a polygraph. Um, we ask questions about seven years um, prior to this date, have you used anabolic steroids? In the last seven years, have you used anabolic steroids? Uh, different polygraph examiners are going to go about it in a different, different manner. Um, but then we have, um, once you are passing your polygraph, um, then you're eligible to compete. Um, and then on show day, anyone that any of our winners um, will be drug tested. Um, and our drug testing is a uh, drug test go through the Redwood Toxicology Labs. Um, we test for multiple anabolics, run full panels, um, testing for diuretics, SARMs. We test for the, the run the gambit, um, making sure um, our winners are clean. Um, generally, we would hope that if you're going to compete in a natural show, you're not trying to cheat. Um, however, we don't really find it's, it's not as often as it's cheaters. It's just people that just were unaware. Um, sure. oftentimes like we, we ban, um, uh, testosterone replacement therapy, um, for many reasons. I think there's a lot of, there could be a lot of gray area there for people to use and sure. abuse that, that, um, that, uh, prescription there. Yeah. Um, so we, we kind of put a ban on that. And there's a lot of people that just assume, well, I have a prescription and I'm good. Um, but not, you know, reading the rules on that stuff. So I think oftentimes failures, um, come from admissions or just not didn't understand the rules. It's generally not someone actually trying to cheat us. Um, so you'll see in natural bodybuilding, I mean, I can, I'm six foot one. I get pretty lean when I compete and I competed about last year. Last time I competed, I was about 189 was my low weight and I'm shredded and I'm a big guy for a natural bodybuilder. I'm a big dude. I'm one of the bigger guys out there. Mm -hmm. um, that's not very big for you. Look at the other side of the sport. Ronnie Coleman is my height. And that dude was competing at 315. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're never going to see that in a natural show. A little show. different. Um, yeah, if you do, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna be running that guy through a few more polygraphs. 
but yeah, the, I mean, you, you find um, the, the big differences in the sport, obviously size um, is huge difference in size on stage. And then for us on, our na- on the natural side, I mean, many of us um, tend to get leaner just because what else can we do, right? I mean, it's, it, we can only get so big. You know, like, again, like I said earlier, we're fighting for grams of muscle at this point. Mm-hmm. So a big part of our process is, is just dieting more efficiently, dieting better, um, learning better science and better processes to, to maintain muscle tissue and diet off body fat and, and get as shredded and as lean as possible. Because um, many of us, that's, that's where we're going to have our ace in the hole is going to be our condition. You know, mm-hmm. I, as a coach, my main goal is to make sure my athletes are conditioned. That's one thing we can control, one thing we can prepare for. Um, you show up unconditioned in a natural show you're likely not going to place well. Um, so there's a big difference there is con- size and conditioning, I think, on our, our sides of the sport. Um, as far as, like, categories and stuff, so we, you know, we have bodybuilding, which is, is uh, pretty self-explanatory. I think we all know what bodybuilding has been for a while. Now we have new division um, that's coming into the, uh, the sport in the last, uh, let's see, seven years, eight years maybe, classic physique. Similar to bodybuilding, the goal of classic physique is to kind of bring back a little bit more of the era of uh, like the Arnold era, the golden era, they call it. Um, a lot of classic physiques like Frank Zane and, and some guys like that with small waist, to big legs, the big wide shoulders with the better posing, which bodybuilding, traditional bodybuilding has tended to get a little bit more away from where it's about the mass monsters, the shreds, the cuts. Um, so classic physique is a division that was created for um, guys with more of an athletic physique, uh, more symmetrical physique. Um, someone like myself with a blocky waist, I don't belong in classic physique. I can be a better bodybuilder than I would in classic. Um, then we have men's physique, which came around 2011, 2012, around that time, um, where it's uh, uh, where guys, where men wear um, like swim trunks, board shorts. Um, some of us call it a little bit more like a model type of division because as they stand and um, their poses, they have four poses front, back, side to side. Their poses are more, you know, standing tall, looking lean, looking uh, conditioned. Um, symmetrical with a good smile, um, good structure, good stage presentation. So a little bit more um, stylish for that. So those are our men's categories. Now we're getting the women's side. You got women's bodybuilding, um, which is is uh, has been fading away in years past in natural bodybuilding. Um, and they brought in women's physique, which is a little bit stepped down from women's bodybuilding. That showed to be um, a bigger draw in our side of the sport. So the OCB tended to go, went, went with uh, the women's physique. Now is more of the bodybuilding style. Um, which So you're going to do your uh, uh, classic poses, front double bicep, back double bicep, um, your side chest, side triceps, things like that. There's, it's going to be um, looking for more muscle and more conditioning. Um, and then we have the figure division. Figure's been around a long time. Um, figure division um, is uh, where women wear a two-piece suit. You got front, back, side to side poses, uh, looking for an athletic structure. Uh, great, great symmetry, great condition, a good muscle tone. Um, it's not as um, uh, you don't don't want as much conditioning, as much size you would look for in women's physique. Um, but you and you wouldn't need to be um, as uh, trying to think of the word as as flowy and, uh, and it, like. So then our next division is like bikini. Bikini is a um, a different division, a different category, an athletic category where these ladies we don't want them to be very conditioned. Uh, we don't want them to be shredded and have striations in their quads and their delts. You don't want them to be over muscular where they're looking like they're bodybuilders and vascular and veiny and hard and grainy. Um, but that posing is very important, similar to men's physique. Um, you don't want to have rigid posing. You want to have nice, fluid, um, great stage presence, um, much like 
Um, a lot of models would, would go and walk on the runway. You want to have a, a good stage walk, good stage presence, good smile. It's a total package top to bottom. I think Annie would be able to talk a little bit more on that because that's her category. Me, I, I never competed in bikini. So <laughs> um, but it's, again, that division, what separates bikini and, and figure a little bit is more uh, the, the fluidity of the posing um, and being in your stage presence and, and, and being a little sassy on stage and, and just having just everything flowing so much better together. And now um, coming in 2022, there's a new category. We haven't, we won't offer it at, at the at the Hawkeye this year, but next year we will. Um, called the Wellness Division. This category was made for women that tend to have genetically have tend to have a lower or a larger lower half um, and a smaller upper body. Which you know in bikini they want some they want symmetry, right? And a lot of these gals, especially on the natural side, if you're naturally you don't have a lower body and a smaller upper body, it's very difficult naturally without drugs, especially as a woman with, you know, without the testosterone that a man would have to grow that extra muscle and to really balance out those physiques. So there's a, a category created for those type of women with, uh, um, you know, the, the genetically lower half. So it's very similar to bikini, except the, the, the physique is going to be different. The posing is similar, a little similar. Your stage presentation is going to be similar. It's going to be very important, uh, very important to the judges. Um, but again, it's, it's, um, it's, it's just a little bit different, not having the size and the uh, balance from top, top to bottom. Annie, could you touch a little bit more on bikini for me a little bit? I think I, I, oh, think I did a great job there. You did. You did a great job. Um, I would say a big thing with bikini, Brian is absolutely correct. Um, it, bikini is really the whole package. So everything, every little detail matters and it does in every category, but especially with bikini, you're looking at like suit color, you know, what's a, what's a complimentary color for you posing, like, um, you know, you're, anytime you're on stage, you got to be posed. You have to have to present that image. So it's really the overall and posing probably is the most, I would say, in my opinion, the most overlooked and um, the easiest way to really place better, especially in something in a division like bikini, where it really, you know, your stage presence is a huge part of your score or the how how you're placed, or it should be at least. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, I totally agree there. I think I, I've seen many um, many um, physiques that that maybe not be worthy of a first place placing at first due to their posing. Mm -hmm. You've seen many physiques that are worthy of first place, place lower due to their, their lack of posing. Uh, we've seen that many times. I think bikini is a, is a category. I mean, many, all, all the divisions are very important for your posing, but bikini is, is man, you can, you can really shine a lot better if you have some solid posing and a good stage presentation. Interesting. I'm learning a ton. <laughs> this is amazing stuff. This is like, what, what's that? You'll learn Learn even more on June fourth. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. This is a whole like whole different world. Like, I've worked. I've had clients that are into bodybuilding, but it's it's completely different from anything I've ever done. Um, so this is definitely opening my eyes. I I enjoy it. Um, yeah. Like I don't know what who what are the what are the typical I don't know what's the the person that wants to compete in bodybuilding. Like, what's the typical personality? Like, who who are these people that get into this? Is there like, man, honestly, that, I, it, it, like I, I work with such a wide range of people, man. I, yeah. I got a guy right now in preference for the fall. He's, I do. I think he's 65. Yeah. Cause he, oh, he did, I, I coach. He did, uh, he did the natural Viking in 2019. He was 62. Wow. He shredded. Wow. He, looked, he looked fantastic. Yeah. Um, place, place in the open. Um, 
I think he was third in the open, but I, I'm <laughs> coaching him again this year. Uh, yeah. He's retiring from, uh, been working for U.S. Mail for, dude, I don't know, 40 years. It's been yeah. crazy like that. Yeah. Um, then you find, man, I've got, I've got multiple teenage guys that I'm coaching this year. I've got, I coach nurses and man, he's just everybody from every walk of life. You, you know what I mean? I, I've been doing this a long time, man. You meet so many people from so many different walks of life that fall, yeah. fall, find a love for fitness. And sure. finally, all of a sudden they see the sport and they're like, oh, shit, I want to do that, man. I'm having fun. You know, they're in the gym training and, and enjoying things. And maybe they, they think they want to do it as a bucket list thing. And I mean, man, myself, for me, man, when I was in my 20s, seeing my, my friends were competing. And, I, man, I never wanted never wanted to diet for a show. You know, we for, for some martial arts stuff or something. I never want to diet that long for a show. But, so sure. I do it. And I'm having and I do it just competitively. I'm going to go have fun with my friends. Man, then I took second. You know, and then, like, oh yeah, yeah now, now it's on. I gotta come back. You know, <laughs> so and you, you know, I think it, it attracts so many different types of people from all walks of life. We see so many people that come in and you know start start weight training for for whatever reason, and you know try to get healthier. They join the gym and they meet some friends and meet. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden you meet somebody like me, and six months later I'm putting you on stage. <laughs> <laughs> Is the sport itself growing, like year by year, or? I mean, I obviously, think... like 2020 kind of had a setback with with everything yeah, and everyone sure. everywhere. But yeah, but yeah, man, I think I remember competing back in the day, back in like the 2000s. I mean, I think classes were bigger. Show by show was each each show individually was larger. But there's so many more events now. Back then, there's yeah. only two events, the two natural shows in Minnesota. I want to say there's ten now. Yeah. Um, oh God! So, yeah, there's <laughs> right. So things are things are definitely growing. Um, in my opinion, I think we see we see more uh, looking at the OCB numbers. The organization we're with, they continue to grow. I think when we started with them in 2019, they had I want to say 80 events, just over 80 events um, nationwide, and now they're over 100. Wow. Um, so the organization's growing. Show to shows are growing. Every event we have continues to to get bigger and and, and develop um, more more numbers each year. And the other events around us continue to grow as well i mean there was a show here in minnesota in the summer last year first year show at 130 people that's a, that's a large show especially uh, in summer in minnesota we don't have we don't have many many weekends so if you're giving if you're giving away a nice weekend of yours to go compete you know that's pretty damn good yeah yeah and annie there's there's several in the des moines area as well right like like off the top of my head, there's like three or four. I don't know. Maybe there's more than that. I don't there's, know. There's a few of the NPC events, which would be the untested event. And then actually, I think we're only the second natural bodybuilding show in, in the Des Moines area. Okay. Gotcha. Brian, is that, do you know of any other ones? Those are the only ones I know of. There, there, there's a few, but um, there's a couple of events that are, you know, really, really small that, that have happened a couple of times. Sure. Um, we can't, you know. Cancel a week out, um, so we'll see if they we'll see if they they uh, come back or not. Because um, I can understand, yeah, if you're gonna have an event and it, it doesn't, it's not successful. I don't know if you're gonna gonna come back. Right, right. Well, I mean, something that we're not really worried about for us. I think we've got we've got thirty some people for a first year event having thirty some people signed up, and we're still like three weeks out or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, that was that was one another question of mine. How many people you had, or were you expecting, and. I think 32 are actually registered right now. I, yeah. I know of like five others that keep saying, saying they're, they're going to do it that haven't signed up yet. But, you know, sure. a lot of people say that. So. But I we do have some classes, man. The bikini division is, 
the bikini, we got enough in the bikini. We'll be splitting the classes, having a, a short class and a tall class. We like to split things by height. We'll split okay. them evenly. Um, and then we'll take the winners of each of those and they'll compete against each other uh, for the overall title. And for, and the winner will earn a pro card. We'll have a pro card and a master's bikini. I believe we have pro cards for open men's physique, open classic physique, open bodybuilding. Man, I think there's, there's six kids signed up in team bodybuilding. I mean, and that's a lot. That's, like I've been doing this so long. I've never seen that. I've never seen that. I think the largest I've seen was three. And that's big. Well, that's like, big. That's, I mean, yeah. and we have five kids, uh, five teenage kids in the classic physique division. And then in the OCB, we don't allow crossovers. So you can only do one category. So you got to either pick classic physique or bodybuilding. Um, so we've got 11 uh, kids between 16 and 19 signed up for the show. And, and I've got two more that I know that might sign up for the event as well. Two teenage kids. Um, so that's absolutely incredible. It makes me super happy. I love bodybuilding, um, the, especially the bodybuilding category itself. So it's very fun for me to see, um, have some, some young kids come out and compete and, and, and find bodybuilding. Hopefully they fall, fall find a love for it as I have. Um, we've also got, uh, um, what, are, what other one we have a pro card going to? Classic physique. Yeah, classic physique is a little yeah. deep too, man. It's gonna be tough. I think yeah. we, we might end up splitting that class as well. Bodybuilding might get split and have an overall as well. Anytime we're gonna have nine or more, we'll split the classes and you know have an overall. I, I personally just love to have an overall. I'd rather you know do that than keep them all in the same class. You know, at least sure. everybody gets a little bit more stage time. And a lot of those folks yeah. too. You know, you get to go home with some. You get to go home with a medal. You know, yeah. take home your you know however you place. Um, compete for compete to win your class. Cause when I first started, that's how it always was. You know, you, you want to win, you try to win your class and you want to go compete in the overall. Oftentimes now, cause there's so many events that the classes aren't as deep. We don't really see a lot of overalls. Um, so we're super excited to be able to offer that. But also splitting classes also gives, gives, you know, like Brian said, the competitors more stage time, which, you know, they, they, they deserve. They worked hard for however many weeks. And it gives, gives the, I, I feel like it gives the judges a fairer chance to take a look at everybody um, rather than have 12 people crammed on stage and you don't get, not everybody gets a fair shot sometimes in those type of situations. Sure. Yeah, it's hard to sense. judge. When you have classes, yeah. that, it, begins, it begins to be a little difficult to judge, yeah. especially if they're very deep. I mean, pro class, if you have pro class that big, in my opinion, you got to split them because that those folks are so good. You know, in an amateur class, it's a little easier to, to you know, pick and choose and move people around. Yeah. Um, but again, I still think it's very fun. Like you said, Andy, it's good to give them the stage time. You know, we pay a lot of money to compete in this stuff. Um, it's a lot of work to get there. So take, you want to get advantage, take advantage of every moment you can and have fun. Yeah. You know, that's what we do. We want to have fun. I don't want to send you out there in a class of 12 and, you know, you stay kind of on the end the whole time. You don't really even get a look by the judges because maybe you're in a bad light or something. And, you know, and now you're upset. You know, you never even got your moment to shine. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Can you explain uh, if someone receives a pro card, what exactly does that mean? So um, natural bodybuilding pro cards. I mean, I could go and uh, we could have a whole podcast on the, the uh, politics of natural bodybuilding. Yeah. There's a lot of organizations, <laughs> a lot of different pro cards. Um, but there's, there's a couple of large organizations and, and, uh, OCBs, you know, in my opinion, it's the biggest and the best, the largest, largest in the U S anyways, amount of shows and competitors. Um, however, when you, you earn a pro card, you earn pro status. Now you can compete as a pro compete for money as an amateur. You know, we're competing for medals, trophies, you know, it'd be cool to win a nice title. Um, but there's no cash on the line, right? As a pro, 
Um, now we get to compete for a little bit more of a prize, compete in a, um, in a, a bigger show against tougher competition. And, you know, hopefully you can get a check at the end of the day. Um, you know, it's natural bodybuilding. It's not like there's a ton of money in this sport. Um, I, I liken it to like NASCAR. You know, a lot of people like NASCAR because the cars are going 210 miles an hour. If it was, if they were going, you know, 63, you know, and getting 48 miles a gallon, not as many people tune in, you know. Uh, most natural guys aren't the freaks. You know, we're not the ones in the cover of, of muscle mags and stuff. So not a ton of money into it, but we're the ones that love it. You know, we want to show up and, and uh, I'm going to compete my ass off to try to get that $1,000 check if I can. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome, guys. Is there anything anything we haven't talked about that you'd like to talk about or anything you want people to know? It should work with you. And bodybuilders, like Brian said, um, you know, they beat their bodies to heck. And working with you has done wonders for, like, my recovery. So sure. I just want everyone to shout out to call, call you up. Get in for those <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, yeah, man, I've actually so used uh, use a few of your techniques I've, I've seen in your videos and I help out my mobility stuff before I'm training legs. That's awesome. And I appreciate it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's what it's there for. I love it. You know, one thing we do at our shows, again, to, to touch back on um, uh, like stage time, um, oftentimes, traditionally, it's, it's only been where the male bodybuilders get to the opportunity uh -huh. to do a routine where you come out and pose, get 60 seconds, pose to your own music. Um, I think for us, since we, as soon as we started promoting events, my thought is, is like, well, why, why am I different than Annie? Why do I get 60 seconds and Annie doesn't, you know? Yeah. Oftentimes other categories get to just walk out, I walk right off. So um, we want to offer the same opportunity to everybody in, in, in all classes. So um, the routines aren't judged. Um, so we make it optional um, for everyone in the show, men, women, any category. You have an option to do a, a 60 second routine, the music of your choosing, do whatever poses you want. I think we had one guy came out one year and uh, did a Oompa Loompa routine. Was <laughs> that was at the Viking. That was yeah, great. That was fun, huh? <laughs> so, um, some fun, another fun thing we like to do there to, you know, give people, give back a little bit and give, give people their moments. Again, many just don't want to, and that's totally fine. I mean, you know, you're, you're, you paid your entry and you kind of do what you want. Uh, but I think it's really cool uh, to be able to do your routine and, um, show your stuff in front of your friends and family outside of uh, just the prejudging. Another thing we do too is our, our, the way our shows are a little bit different than many. Um, the way we run our events, oftentimes you'd have shows that are split into two where you'd have the judging in the morning and the finals in the evening. Um, it, it, looking just for time, I mean, I, I, it's, not, it's not a lot of fun as a bodybuilder to go compete in the morning and then sit around in your tan and your dirty clothes. Oh, no. So, 9 p.m. <laughs> you know, you get your medal, and by the time you want to go out and eat and celebrate with your friends and family, and you know, everybody's tired, it's been a long day, your kids yeah. are sleeping, nobody cares anymore. Your day is over. <laughs> you know? So, what we like to do is we have a running format where we do we do judging, um, then we do awards, or we do judging routines and awards. So we'll start off like the Hawkeye, we'll start off with bodybuilding, we'll judge all the bodybuilding classes. Then we'll have all the bodybuilding routines be performed. And then we'll do all the bodybuilding awards. And then those guys can leave. So the show's going to start at 1130. And those guys will probably be done with their day by 1 o'clock. You've got the whole day to run, you know, go do whatever you want. You don't need to be at the venue all day. The bikini gals will start in the afternoon. They don't need to be there at 7 in the morning and again yeah. at 7 at night. You know, you're going to show up at noon and you're going to compete at 2 and be done by 3 or 3.30. You sure. know, and then you've got the whole day to go enjoy yourself. 
Maybe yeah. you came from out of town. Now you got time to drive home or you want to go and celebrate with your family. Um, so that's really fun for us. And at the same time, too, another thing that is just a byproduct of this is, is the seating in, in house. So you have your bodybuilding family comes and they're all taking up the first eight rows. They want to be as close as possible. Now bodybuilding's done. Those folks are going to leave. We got classic physique up next. Now the families and friends of the classic physique competitors can, can migrate up to the front and so on and so forth as we go throughout the categories. So it makes it a lot of fun. I think, I think some promoters like to, to try to have a packed house, which I think is great. But at the same time, you're just having a flow of people in. And now friends and family get to move up a lot closer yeah. instead of staying in the way sure. back. And, you know, I'm getting a little older, man. My vision ain't so great. So, you know, I'd like to be up front as close as I can. Yeah, absolutely. Makes complete sense. Well, guys, this has been great. Uh, if people want to learn more about the Natural Hawkeye or if they want to register for it, how can they do so? Uh, you can go to uh, at OCB Natural Hawkeye um, as our Instagram page or uh, nxneventscom is our, our website. NXN means Natty by Nature. Um, our our uh, LLC named that. Uh, started from a little group chat we, we made with a bunch of us Natty guys. Um, yeah, we've got some other events too. The OCB Natural Biking uh, this fall. The OCB Midwest Midwest Natural Showdown this fall. Uh, the OCB uh, Natural Spartan in, in Fargo next spring. Um, all those exactly how I said it as the same Instagram page for them, but uh, nxnevents.com, you can find out all the information for all our events. Perfect. All right, this has been great. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate it. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for the opportunity, Brian. We yeah, really absolutely. appreciate it. No problem. We're glad to have you on board with us, too. <laughs> yeah, looking forward to it. It'll be fun. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to learn more about today's guests or about Kaizen Health and Wellness and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free for life, 